When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, back by no one's demand, but our own from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios here in rainy, (laughs) fairly miserable looking December officially, Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the 615 Sessions Podcast. What's going on? Buck Rising, back for another episode here with you and a fun one with our friends John Glennon of Sports Illustrated and John Burton of News Channel 5. Titans heading up to Pittsburgh this weekend, and I myself am getting ready to fly out Saturday morning, if you're hearing this podcast as we're, tape, as we're taping it on Friday afternoon. Going to head up to Pittsburgh and see if the Titans are able to get a win against a pesky, frisky Steelers team, even if they may be down bad right now. 6-6-1. Six, six and one. The Steelers are, and I don't necessarily think that despite their record and the way that they've looked at some points this season, that they're outright dead. I think that there's still some juice left in that. If you watched last Thursday, uh, last Thursday night football between the Vikings and Pittsburgh, where they almost came back down from 29, nothing. So we'll talk about it with Burton and Glennon today, and then we'll wrap things up with a couple of questions that you guys slid in my DMs with on the Music City Mailback. We'll do all of that right after I tell you about my friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has so many great things to offer you. There's the great Ford product, quality, American-made, so cool and inventive. New Ford vehicles, as well as pre-owned. Great options for you to check out when you go visit them in Mount Juliet. But what makes them the best is how they focus, first and foremost, on you as the customer. Two Rivers Ford has been doing business since 1983 with that kind of mindset that the customer is always what comes first. So no matter what your budget needs are or what your family's kind of looking for in a new or pre-owned vehicle, Two Rivers Ford will make sure that you get exactly what you want. They've got the Built For You program, which allows you to customize your own Ford. Any, any Ford, any color, any available features Two Rivers Ford will build the vehicle for you and deliver it right to your door 
if that's how you choose to go about it. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Let's get to Burton and Glennon. 615 Five Sessions podcast. We got a couple of Johns in the house. We got John Glennon of SI and John Burton of News Channel 5 Sports Department. Boys, I appreciate you spending some time. JB, I know you're excited to get back to Pittsburgh. I know this is a, a big one for you. Yeah, it really is. You know, I spent a good a good amount of years in Pittsburgh, 11 and a half. I covered a lot of Steeler games. And for me personally, this is probably going to be the last time that I get to see Ben Roethlisberger play in person. You know, I was there in Pittsburgh when he got drafted in 2004. And, um, you know, you got to remember the, the, the wage scale for rookies was a lot different back then. Didn't have that weight scale. So uh, it took a while for Ben to get uh, signed and in camp once he got drafted. And so the day he did report to camp, I got the first live interview with him from my old station and built a pretty good relationship with him over the years and, you know, covered a ton of his games and uh, watched him win the Super Bowl in Detroit, uh, Super Bowl 40, and, um, you know, interviewed him a bunch. So, and obviously I got a lot of friends back there. So it's going to be a fun weekend. Glennon, you're also an old, old person. What were you doing in 2004? <laughs> I can't even remember back then, young man, but I was I was going to say a uh, an interesting question for John Burton might be, will he be doing any wrestling in his return to Pittsburgh this weekend? I, I believe that, that was where it all began for you, or, or is that uh, uh, inaccurate there? No, that is accurate, Johnny. That's where I took my first bumps. Uh, put it this way, I'm not uh, booked on any cards for uh, indie wrestling in the Pittsburgh area for the weekend, but... You never know. I could do a run-in. You never say never in this business, so be on the lookout. There's always an availability for a run-in with John Burton's gun show. Like, I feel like that's got to be that, – that can make a card anywhere. They got they got YouTubers. They got people like me, dumb internet people, fighting in giant bill, billion-dollar matches. Uh, JB, you, you got this one covered. But we're going to talk about uh, a different kind of a knife fight. We're going to talk about the Titans and the Steelers at Heinz Field. On Sunday, Johnny, uh, we're we're looking at this right now. We don't know as we're taping this podcast on Friday afternoon whether Bud Dupree is going to play, but he did put together three straight days at practice. If we're to use the Julio Jones and everybody else's return to play sample size, three days of practice is a pretty good indicator that they will be comfortable bringing him up. And things look like they're trending towards him being able to play against the Steelers on Sunday. Yeah, I, and certainly I think that'll be a help. You know, I, I don't think we're going to see Bud Dupree of of last year or, or previous years. You know, obviously the the injury took its toll this season. But, you know, I, I think it's kind of an interesting comparison a little bit. You know, when, when we talked about Julio Jones and the offense this week, we heard a lot of coaches and players say, even when Julio Jones isn't at 100%, he still affects the game because the defenses still have to respect him, uh, you know, still have to pay attention to him more than usual. And I think that's it's really kind of similar to what we'll see in, in Bud Dupree, too. Is he at 100 percent? No. You know, is he racking up the kind of numbers that, that Bud Dupree, you know, did in previous years? No. But still, he's a force that has to be reckoned with and his presence there helps out the other guys too. So, you know, th this defense was putting up some great numbers uh, in terms of sacks when Bud Dupree was on the field, even though Bud wasn't necessarily the one getting the sack. So uh, certainly a welcome return there. Yeah, it's been a big part of the, it was a big part of the reason why they strung together six straight games with that pass rush that they have. And, and Danico Autry, Jeff Simmons, Harold Landry looked like uh, a little bit of rest, got them some fresh legs. They were teeing off against the Jags, but everybody is 
this season. JB, uh, Roethlisberger is getting rid of the ball super quick. And whatever he is at this point in his career, his average time to throw, according to next-gen stats, it's 2.4 seconds. That's up from 2.3 last year. Both uh, Roethlisberger last season finished lowest time to throw, so he's getting it out uh, at an incredibly quick pace. They are trying to keep him from getting hit because he's got a body like a trash bag full of glass. But in that 29, almost 29 to nothing comeback that they were able to lead last Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings, he's definitely still able to threaten you. Yeah, he's still, you know, he's the old gunslinger. And those old gunslingers always have a couple of left in the chambers. And you're right, you're not going to see him on a five to seven step drop, you know, sitting back there, you know, burping the baby, patting the ball, waiting for a receiver to come open. That ball's coming out quick and uh, by design, like you said, they don't want him to get hit. But you saw the old Ben, the old, you know, never say die Ben, the old, you know, fight to the end Ben. Uh, in that comeback attempt against the Vikings a couple of weeks ago. But you are right. That ball is coming out quick, and they try to get it to Deontay Johnson and, and Claypool and even Najee Harris out of the backfield and let them kind of, you know, make a play. You know, a short passing game was almost like a long running game, if you will. So, yeah, you're right. Um, Titans pass rush is going to be tested because, you know, you're not going to have a lot of time to get to Ben to affect him because that ball is coming out. And um, you see on any given game he's capable of, putting up numbers and leading his team and uh, getting down the field and scoring a lot of points. He certainly did that in the Minnesota game. I don't know if you guys watched last night's uh, Thursday night football chargers and chiefs overtime win for the chiefs. Uh, It was, uh, it was decided. It felt like it was decided by a decision. Brandon Staley made on their first drive to go for it on fourth down, not take early points against Kansas city. And his argument being the math told me, Basically, that was the move. That's how we're going to operate in those situations. And three points, field goals aren't going to help you win that game when literally field goals would have won you the game last night against the Chiefs. Rabel, I know, was asked about that today, Glennon, uh, by Tehran about, you know, the aggressiveness, the mindset, and just just what we've lumped all math and football into, which is the broad category of analytics. What did, what did Rabel say about it? You know, I think what he basically said was that you know, this kind of thing has actually been involved in the game a lot longer than, you know, analytics has been talked about for the last half decade or so. It's just gone under, you know, different names over the years, but people are certainly paying more attention to it now, now that we have the capability to do more research and, and you know, figure out trends and, and patterns over the years. Um, but, you know, I, I, I give Vrabel credit in that regard. You know, it, it's easy to, to look and listen to Mike Vrabel and say, Here's about as old school a football guy as you can get, you know, uh, in, in terms of the personality, um, you know, and, and the take and no guff and, and uh, you know, again, old school. But he, he is also a guy that has been very progressive, I feel like, in, in looking at those the analytics and, and uh, you know, a guy who uh, goes for it on fourth downs uh, pretty regularly, you know, takes takes chances that, that analytics generally favor. So, uh, you know, as much as I, I think we – might uh, stereotype Mike Vrabel as kind of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the old school, uh, tough guy, football coach. I think he is a, is a pretty sharp and savvy guy who has taken advantage of all that he can in, in the analytics world as well. 
maybe he'll start answering your Zach Cunningham questions if you stop stereotyping <laughs> him. Well, I, I can count to, to three times that question was asked. I don't know if that's analytics or not, but uh, he didn't go there on any of those three. <laughs> yeah, Zach Cunningham, who, uh, along with Bud Dupree, who was designated to return, not yet as we sit here on Friday afternoon on the active roster. Zach Cunningham is, uh, JB, and he is somebody who, I, it. I mean, I don't think that it, Helps is not the right word because David Long has been really uh, uh, taking his game to a different level this season, but he hadn't played since Sunday night football against the Los Angeles Rams. This may be his sixth straight game that he misses. Zach Cunningham, the the question around him was what would his role be? And when we asked Frabel about it on Monday, it felt like they were having to justify it based on in terms of special teams if he can't operate the full defense because you can't have the guy active on game day if he's not if he's only doing one thing in a certain circumstance yeah but uh you know i think the intangibles and the positives far outweigh the negatives when when you bring in a guy like zach cunningham we saw him at vanderbilt guys a tackling machine he's a terrific athlete a little bit better in space uh than say rashawn evans uh he's got that size the length that kind of thing so um, man, if he's if he's able to go and contribute to this defense, he's going to be a huge help. And you you're you're right. You know, they're so banged up at inside linebacker with Monty Rice being down and, and David Long Jr. being down. The good news is Rashawn Evans and Jan Brown both had solid games last week against Jacksonville. But we, you can bring in somebody with Cunningham's ability and experience to help you, whether it is special teams or on defense. You'll take it every time. Uh, are we considering vaccination before before we get to you, Glenn? But would we consider vaccination status uh, an intangible or a tangible? Because David Cully put him out there in kind of a big way this week. JB, guess not. All right, very good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking to John Glennon. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaccination. I'm surprised status. that hasn't happened more because we. This is not the yeah. first podcast we've done with you two. I'm surprised that hasn't fallen flat. Yeah, you said said John, and so I, yeah, anyway, I thought you were talking about John Glennon. Anyway, I'm sorry. What was the question again, Buck? The question (laughs) was, David Culley disclosed Zach Cunningham's vaccination status and his uh, three different NFL games as we sit here uh, between the Raiders and the Browns, the Washington football team in Philadelphia, and Seattle at Los Angeles. Three games have been postponed so far in the NFL because of COVID outbreaks. They just dropped an unvaccinated linebacker into the middle of their meeting rooms um, at this point, according to David Culley, who disclosed Zach Cunningham's vaccination status. Uh, Are we considering vaccination status a tangible or an intangible right now? I think it's tangible. I think you have to consider all things at this point. First of all, bad on David Culley for, you know, revealing that information that's that's a bad look for for terrible uh, a head coach in the national football league and you know we all know david color to be a better dude than that so i i i don't like hearing that but yeah with the way the covid has been running rapid through not only the the nfl but all sports i think you have to consider all options you know i i'd have to if if he's not vaccinated you know i'd have to seriously consider keeping him home or, or 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 not bringing him on the trip because this is a critical time for the Tennessee Titans, man. They're in a battle for the one seed. They're, it's pretty comfortable, obviously, the the uh, the division lead. But, you know, you never know. There's still a, you know, a good amount of games left to where that could be a slip up. So, you know, I think you, I think if you're a head coach, you know, head coaches are paranoid and they're they're OCD and all that kind of all, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
I think all avenues have to be considered when you're evaluating who you want to dress on game day, for sure. What you got, Johnny? Yeah, I was first going to mention something um, on the uh, on the Zach Cunningham and, and Rashawn Evans front. You know, I, I found it interesting. Basically, they're the same type of player. I think, you know, we know that, but, you know, better against the run than they are against the pass. And, you know, so at some point you're going to have to make that decision, you know, whether Zach Cunningham is going to get me more of that playing time at that spot or, or Rashawn Evans. But I found it interesting when you look at maybe Rashawn Evans's two best games this year, uh, the one I think was Kansas City probably, and that came just a few days after Avery Williamson uh, had had been signed. Uh, then you go to last week where he had maybe the best game of his career, at least yeah. according to pro football focus grade anyway. Um, and that came just a couple of days after the team had signed Zach Cunningham. And and if you're Mike Frabel, don't you have to be thinking in your mind, all of a sudden it's a little bit more difficult, uh, you know, to, to sit Rashawn Evans down a few more snaps the way he played uh, last week. So I think it's going to be interesting how they divide that time up because again, both both similar type of guys, you know, Jayon Brown is clearly the guy that's going to be seeing more coverage and, and that type of thing. But um, uh, it'd be very interesting to see how Rashawn Evans coming off an excellent game is played versus Zach Cunningham, who Mike Vrabel has a long relationship with and, you know, has, has racked up more numbers, uh, certainly, than, than Rashawn ha- Evans has over the years. Speaking of trends, I saw this from, uh, I can't remember who it was exactly on Twitter, but the Chiefs just won their seventh straight game, and that's the exact same thing that happened uh, after the Titans beat them in 2019, and it's the exact same happened that's ha- exact same thing that's happened after the Titans beat them in 2021. So uh, all kinds of trends. And Rashawn Evans tends to have good games against the Chiefs, except that one in the uh, AFC Championship game where he misses a tackle and that kind of breaks things open. But, you know, small, small sample size. Um, (laughs) Everything else, I mean, Glennon, I think that the offense is, you know, I don't know how much we want to grade them on a curve of, okay, they still don't have guys back because the pass protection stinks. Saffold's not going to play in this game against Pittsburgh. Aaron Brewer apparently did something to his toe today and is questionable. Dylan Radens is a second round pick. Who's just chilling uh, is a healthy scratch um, under normal circumstances, but of course we'll have to at least dress for this game. They've got zero intermediate passing game and three points off four turnovers last week is atrocious, even if not all of them were short fields. Like the Christian Fulton interception was what amounts to a punt. You can look at it that way. So it's not not all interceptions, not all points off turnovers or lack thereof created equal. But the offense is it's tough to watch right now. It really is. And you know it's it's interesting too that you know and I, I wrote about uh, uh this today uh on si.com plug uh, um but all of know, the, the plugs the, the, the running game, you know, for the Titans, I think as much as as a lot of us kind of thought it would just drop off the face of the earth uh, when, when Derrick Henry was gone, you know, has kind of trended upwards here a little bit in the past three weeks. It's, it's not Derrick Henry running game, certainly, but, um, you know, they, they've gone over 100, uh, you know, at least the last three weeks. Uh, you know, they're getting good contributions from Foreman, from Hilliard. So the running game to me and the run blocking, uh, I, I should say as well. Um, has really been solid to, uh, you know, above average, I'd say, since uh, since Derrick Henry went down. But, yeah, the, the big question is, 
what's going on in, in pass protection. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill is, is taking his lumps. He can't get rid of that uh, that ball quick enough. Uh, and, yeah, as, as you said, Buck, they, they cannot get the ball downfield. Uh, last game against Jacksonville, only th- six passes attempted of more than 10 yards. Only two of those were, were complete. Um, you know, and, and the more that happens, the more that that box is just going to get stacked. And to me, really, I don't think that's going to change until we see A.J. Brown come back. I'm not saying he's a Tyreek Hill by any stretch, but he's still a guy that can get downfield more often than any of the guys right now. You know, if Julio Jones was 100 percent, I'd say it changes with him, too. But I, I just don't think he's there yet. So. I think it's it's going to be a tough sledding for this offense. You know, we're, we're going to have to see more of that old school Titans, you know, the the 13 play drives, which are nice in terms of, you know, uh, possession and so forth. But it's tough to put a bunch of those drives together because there's always opportunity for penalties, uh, you know, for turnovers, et cetera. Um, so it's going to be a real challenge. I think as, as well as we saw the defense step up last week, the offense still to me is, is uh, there's a lot of questions that were unanswered. JB, Glennon brought up Pro Football Focus earlier, and they've got A.J. Brown leading the team with seven dropped on-target passes. So even when he's been out there, he hasn't been terribly consistent. There have been some drops at, at different points in his career, but um, both both wide receivers at this point between A.J. Brown, and I know injuries can't be held against him, but from a from a from our standpoint from what this offense is supposed to be I don't is there one that's more disappointing than the other between Julio Jones and AJ Brown at this point wow that's kind of a photo finish right now to be honest with you because lack of availability yeah the drops that you mentioned I mean think about the excitement guys when that trade was made back in June to Julio Jones people Titans fans were posting pictures of Julio and AJ together. And this is going to be such an explosive offense with Derrick Henry in the backfield and all these types of things. And you're right. A, these guys haven't been available week to week, which has been a problem. It's affected the offense. And you're right. They, they've dropped a lot of catchable balls. And, you know, AJ uncharacteristically has uh, had, you know, had his fair share of drops this year. Now, you know, AJ revealed that he's got a lot going on outside of football. And we respect that. But the bottom line is you're supposed to be one of the top wide receivers, young wide receivers in the NFL. And, you know, this offense is predicated on big plays in the passing game when everybody's healthy and Derrick Henry's running the rock and Ryan Tannehill is able to work his magic on play action. So if I had to pick one, geez, I mean, I guess beat me being an older guy, I'll give Julio Jones the benefit of the doubt. And I'd have to say AJ by a nose. Yeah. JB or uh, Johnny. Yeah, I, I'd have to say it's it's been a little bit more uh, disappointing uh, to me in, in terms of Julio Jones, um, just because maybe this this has started so much earlier in, in terms of the inconsistency and the injuries, um, you, you know, and, and we just have never, you know, maybe outside of that Seattle game, we haven't really seen, uh, you know, Julio Jones anywhere near his best. Um, and, uh, you know, at least A.J. Brown, maybe we got a three-week stretch or so where he was really, you know, playing like we, we expect from A.J. Brown. But, you know, uh, to kind of continue on the on the theme that, that you mentioned about uh, how things have changed, 
you know, not only Julio Jones, but, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, we were thinking the, the big three wide receivers of, of AJ Julio and Josh Reynolds, yeah. uh, you know, and, and maybe throw in like a Marcus Johnson, uh, you know, as well. And so many things have changed. And of course, Derrick Henry uh, as well. And and it's it's stunning to me that, you know, here we are and in, in going into the 14th game of the season. And we're completely reversed of, of what we thought we were going to get from the Titans this year. You know, we thought they were going to be scoring 30, 35 points a game, maybe giving up 25 or 30 points a game. And now we're seeing a uh, an offense that is, you know, kind of back to that old school Titans offense. Hey, we're maybe going to get 20, 25 points max and hopefully you can hang on. Whereas the defense you know, has improved so much from last year. And right now is, is in my mind, really, really carrying this team. No, they have, I think the defense has the opportunity to be special if, if Dupree and Cunningham, um, however they envision this work out the way that they seem to think it will. Um, but that's, uh, that's all the time that we got today. Uh, JB say flight up to Pittsburgh. You can Thank read you, John, John Glennon at SI.com for all of him and David Beauclair's great work on the Titans. You can watch JB on news channel five. They've got the sports line uh, show as well. News channel five plus as well. The news channel five network and all kinds of great digital content where I have looked fat on one of uh, John Burton's uh, Facebook uh, news, like Titans reports and Johnny TV's John Glennon killed it. You really Coos really didn't. This is complete, completely lacking context for the people who don't know who Coos is the great cameraman. Right. From News Channel Five, but Coos really did me dirty on that upshot, Johnny. And I think that I think oh, that our, our height differential is a tough scene. Oh yeah, uh, we'll we'll, we'll work on that, Buck. Don't worry. I'm glad I'm glad you saw that though, uh, Buck, because I was at, I was just asking Johnny the other day. I said, uh, you know, my my wife was asking me, she's like, you know, I hear you do all these these hits with with Johnny after after practice, and and you know, she always wants to take a look at them, and I always kind of puzzle. I'm like. I, I I think it's maybe on Facebook or, or on the on the yeah. on Channel Five site, something like it, that. It, but yeah, it's a, it's available on our NC Five Facebook page. Uh, I'll start posting them on Twitter so everybody this can is, see. No, no, no. This is John Glennon. Yeah, one they don't need to see. And and next time you want me to do that, I need to be wearing something better than a IU pullover. I look like a slob. Hey, they had a big game that night. You were you were getting pumped up. They had a big game that night. Yeah, they got their shit kicked in by St. John's, and now it's just an eternal suffering. I'm miserable. It's basketball season. Um, no, this is every now and then just say Academy Sports, Academy Sports, and it's all good. That's right. It's just, right. just Glennon's way of getting us all to send him the link so he doesn't have to work on the internet to find anything. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm down with that. that it's working. Good. It's working well. It's all simple right. for the old man. Get out of here. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank, Thank you, guys. Buck. Appreciate Thank it. You, Johnny. All right. We'll wrap things up for the day on the 615 Sessions podcast with a few mailbag questions. You guys have slid in my DMs on Instagram at Buck Rising. R-E-I-S-I-N-G, and you sent me a couple. So we'll do that with you and get you the information that you're looking for about this Titans game and this week of work for them before they play the Pittsburgh Steelers, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're a football fan, we all love action-packed, high-scoring NFL games. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets 
It's that simple. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2Z Sports. That's A T O Z Sports. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, into the DMs we go and take a look at what questions we have today. Tighten Up Tito says, I haven't heard Nate Davis's name lately. Is he hurt too? Well, Tito, if you haven't been paying attention, uh, he has been dealing with concussions. He's been in and out of the lineup. Well, he's been out of the lineup for the past two weeks. He came back, or not the past two weeks. He has had two different moments where he has had to miss time due to concussion. And so going into the bye, that was the case for him. Um, He has suffered one, I think, uh, two weeks before, if memory serves. But he seems to be okay at this point. Uh, I think that... You know, it's going to be a situation that they consider uh, that they continue to monitor because anytime you have multiple concussions within that short of a time span, I think it was two and three weeks, you want to make sure that you're handling that with the utmost care, given what we know about concussions now in the sport of football. So Nate Davis, um, I mean, the offensive line, it's banged up. And Nate Davis hasn't been great coming off the COVID list at the start of the season, then the concussions. There's a lot of different examples of... Uh, where this Titans offensive line has been insufficient. Let's go to AP, who writes, oh, this is a a good one. Hey, Buck, hoping that all is well with you, reaching out because I know you have an extensive network. Oh, (laughs) this is a different one. This is somebody asking me if I could, uh, oh, I thought it was for a marriage proposal. Sorry, I'm going through these just now. We're doing this, I mean, it's not live, it's a podcast, but we're doing it. On air, seems like uh, somebody had a pretty severe incident and he was trying to get the Titans involved. So I'll circle back, circle back with AP because that I don't think was intended to be a mailback question. We got one from Cole1K underscore on Insta who writes, Hey Buck, quick question. I was wondering, what was your college major? I'm interested in sports journalism as well as reporting. You hold my dream job right now. And he gives me a little crown emoji, he says, from a high school senior. So... That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I'm probably not the person to ask about this. I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody's that interested in how I got my job. But my major in college was political science. And that's because both my parents worked in politics and international government. And I thought that I wanted to do something. Well, actually, I have no idea what I thought I wanted to do. Um, I just remember thinking, yeah, I should probably do this because that's what both my parents did. But uh, at some point, you know, enough people made fun of my voice because uh, even, you know, I'm 28 now. I was, I mean, I've sounded like this since I hit puberty, which is the voice of a 45-year-old man. So people have constantly been on me about what I sound like. And I had... A friend of mine in a sports management class because I was taking pre-law stuff. My cousin's a baseball agent, and so I was kind of looking into that element, not necessarily working in sports like I do now, but from that standpoint. So I had a sports management class and some buddies who told me that I should do student radio, 
and I didn't do anything, know anything about sports, but it ended up working out because I got a part-time, well, I got an internship down here, unpaid internship at 102.5 first. Then they hired me to work overnights for almost no money from midnight to 6 a.m., but that's what you got to do at the entry level. And then uh, at some point, I asked them if I could start going to cover Titans practice because we didn't have anybody doing it. And at like 23 years old, I ended up in an NFL locker room covering an NFL team, and I've not let them drag me out since then. So it's not necessarily a conventional path. Even if you are interested in sports journalism and reporting, you know, consider a lot of elements, and you can do, you know, you can do just about anything with a law degree. You can work in sports, you can take a different angle on things, you can understand sports from a business perspective, even if, you know, this element of, talking and writing and reporting and uh, what I do on the radio and all these different things. Like, you know, there are different routes to get there. You don't necessarily have to be married to sports journalism, sports journalism and reporting as a major, because I know plenty of people who were sports broadcasting majors that aren't doing that. And I had a poli sci major and here I am ending up doing the job that they wanted to do in college. So you figure out your own way. And if this is what you want to do, don't think you necessarily have to major in it turns out although it helps I'm sure it helps I'm not selling anyway let me not give uh, let me not give advice to young people because I'm an idiot and I I shouldn't have gotten my job in the first place and now I'm never leaving so sometimes it works out sometimes you just have to be lucky and just a little bit better than everybody else and you end up winning so I sound like Charlie Sheen that's a good place to end the podcast we will wrap things up on this Friday enjoy your weekend enjoy the football We'll be back again next week to talk about this. Many thanks to Two Rivers Ford and DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A to Z Sports, for making this show free for you. Thank you, guys, as always. When next we talk, it'll be it'll be Christmas Eve because I'm going to work after. I'm going to do radio after the Titans play the 49ers here in Nashville for Thursday Night Football, and I'm going to do the podcast as well. So we'll be back with another edition. You can enjoy it over the holidays. Stay safe. Stay clean. Uh, and as always, Nashville. Stay hot. This has been the 615 Sessions Podcast. Talk to you next time.